Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, for another episode of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings Podcast. And let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We will be thankful unto him and bless his name. Truly, this is a blessed day that God has gave us. He's allowed us to wake up and see it. He's given us our health and our strength. Amen. We declare the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for new mercy. We thank God for his grace, his favor that is upon our lives. Amen. I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning with a praise on my lips just to tell God, thank you just for all of the wonderful things that he has done. And I am blessed to be here with you this morning just to share the word of God with you. Amen. If you have looked at the title of today's lesson, it is caught between two thieves. We're going to be in the book of Luke, the 23rd chapter. Amen. Our main scriptures are coming from verses 39 through 43. Praise God. We are still talking about identity, knowing who you are in God, having a surety of who God made you to be, who he called you to be. Amen. So we're going to look at this lesson on today and we're going to continue on with that. Amen. So I pray that as you are under the sound of my voice. Whether you are watching this live, you may be watching on a replay, but whatever the situation is, I pray that you are blessed and that you are having a great day. Many of us are getting ready for work. Kids are going to school. We got a lot going on this morning, but we're just thanking God for another day that he has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So let us go into a word of prayer as we acknowledge the spirit of God. Gracious and heavenly father, I praise you. I magnify you. I give you all of the glory the honor and the praise, and I exalt your name. It is from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. So, Father, I just thank you for raising me up this morning. Thank you for your protection, oh God, as you kept me all through the night safe from hurt, harm, or danger. Not only me, but my family, my friends, those that are surrounded in my community, Lord. You protected and kept us and I give you the glory because there is no one else like the God that I serve. Hallelujah. And fathers, I come before you on this morning. And I ask for forgiveness, oh Lord. I come before you confessing my sins for you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Oh Lord, forgive me for anything I've said and done or even thought, Lord, that came contrary to your word. Wash me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blood. Thank you, Lord, for purification. Hallelujah. Thank you for paying the price for my sin, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I am justified through you, O oh Lord. Thank you for sanctifying me, cleansing me, and making me whole, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew the right spirit that is within me. Hallelujah. I give you praise, God, honor and glory. Father, I'm praying that you would heal the sick, oh God, heal those that are shut in. Father, touch and look over every family, cover them in the blood. Father, we're praying for the nation of Israel. Praying for the peace, oh God, for what is going on. Lord, the Bible is unfolding right before our eyes, oh God. Lord, let us be mindful of what the scripture has said, oh Lord. Let your people cry out and fall on our knees, oh God. Hallelujah. We know that we're living in the last days, in the end times, oh God. Lord, it is more prevalent than ever before, oh God. But let us not be weary. Let us not be worried, oh God, for all of these must be fulfilled, oh Lord. Yeah, we're closer to the time that Jesus is to come back, oh God. So let us find ourselves praying and seeking your face like never before. In the name of Jesus, and I give you all the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you once again. 
Once again, if you're just coming in, you are here on the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. Uh, we are in our session of Testimonial Tuesday. Amen. I want to truly give an honor to God who is the head of my life. I thank God for yet finding me safe, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. I want to give an honor to my pastors, uh, Pastor Latanya Menzies, Dr. Xavier Menzies of the Christian Family Worship Center. Amen. Located at 6532 Arizona Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. You know what y'all can do? I need you to be my special guest at church. If you're in the South Suburban area, if you're in the Northwest Indiana area, come on through to Hammond. Come on, check us out at Christian Family Worship Center. Sunday morning, we got Sunday school at 9.30, 10.15 morning worship. Come on and, and out and, uh, and uh, worship with us and be blessed by the power of the presence and the spirit of the Lord that is in the building. Amen. Hallelujah. God, I give you praise. So let's go into our lesson for today. <clears throat> Once again, we're going to be in the book of Luke, the 23rd chapter, verses 39 through 43. And the title of the lesson today is Caught Between Two Thieves. We're going to look at this story, amen, as I was just sitting, uh, you know, week to week. I, you know, I asked God, Lord, what did you want me to speak and talk about and share with your people as I look at different lessons and <clears throat> different concepts. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the identity, about knowing who we are in God and who God called us to be, who God predestinated us to be, talking about our identity in him. And we're going to now look at Jesus Christ in this um, chapter of Luke, the 23rd. <clears throat> so in this chapter, excuse me, Jesus was preparing to go to the hill of Golgotha. Jesus was in the process of being crucified. And if you read through the chapter, it talks about all the events that led up to Jesus crucifixion. And Jesus was preparing to die for the sins of the world. Um, his death uh, resonates with us. And I, it helps us to understand that, you know, in our fellowship with Jesus Christ, that we die with him, but yet we are raised up again, our old man, that when we believe on Jesus Christ, amen, we confess him as our Lord and Savior. And in our heart, we believe that God has raised him from the dead. If you begin to read through the books of Romans and different ones, it begins to describe the significance of his death. His death signifies that we die with him, not physically, but the old sin nature dies. That if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Through Jesus Christ's resurrection, him rising from the dead, we receive resurrection power. We have risen. That if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. That old sin, man, I've died to sin. I've died to my sinful lifestyle. I've died to that old man. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I want to let you know that when you believe in Jesus Christ, when you come into fellowship with him and union with him, that you are a new creature. You are no longer the same. You have been risen with Jesus Christ. So here Jesus was preparing to die. But what we want to point out in Luke 23, we want to look at the situation that Christ was in. Christ did not, uh, he was not crucified on the cross alone. That there were two uh, criminals. If you look in the King James Version, it says two malefactors. They were also crucified with him. And we're going to begin reading at the 32nd verse of Luke 23. And I'm going to be reading in the Amplified. And it said, two others who were criminals were led away to be executed with him. Ain't that something? That Jesus was finna be crucified, executed with two criminals. Now, Jesus, the one that was blameless, the one that came to die for the sins of the world. Jesus had committed no crimes. Jesus had done nothing wrong. 
But not only was he about to be crucified, he was being caught in between two thieves. Come on. Jesus was being crucified with criminal. Sometimes people will see you in situations. People will see you with certain people. And you know the old saying that birds of a feather flock together. Many times there were accusations and things brought against Jesus Christ that were not true. They were constantly trying to find out and judge everything that he did. Him declaring to be the son of God, him forgiving sins and healing on the Sabbath day, casting out demons, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. So many came against him on a regular basis to discredit and to disapprove of his ministry. They were constantly trying to find something against Jesus Christ. But Jesus came here. He said that the spirit of the Lord have anointed me to preach. Hallelujah. Jesus came to preach the gospel. Jesus came to save souls. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus came to open up blinded eyes, to open up deaf ears. Jesus came here to die, to shed his blood on the cross so that this world might be saved, so that this world would not be lost in their sins forever. But people found everything good that Jesus came here. Somebody tried to twist it and make it bad. Do any of you have experienced that in your life? That as you walk in Christ, as you walk in the spirit, that somebody's always trying to scrutinize your name. Someone, everything that you do intentionally good, someone wants to twist it and make it bad. Come on. You constantly hear me say this scripture many times I'm doing the podcast that is Christ suffered in the flesh to arm yourselves. Likewise, we must understand that some of the suffering, different things that Jesus went through. Now, I, I say it. None of us has suffered how Christ has suffered. I don't know about you, but I don't want the task of burying the sins of this world. I ain't trying to be crucified on nobody's cross. I ain't the one. I would have told God, come save me. I am not dying for these people. But thank God we're not Jesus. Thank God that we that the responsibility of the world's sin, of the world's transgressions, being wounded for his transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. That was not laid on us, but it was laid on him. He was the perfect sacrifice. Amen. And when they came to the place, which is called the skull, Latin Calvary, Hebrew, Golgotha, there they crucified him and along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Jesus was crucified with people as if he was a criminal. Christ was not a criminal, but Jesus Christ was the savior of the world. But he was crucified and identified as a criminal. Come on. When we're talking about identity, an identity crisis, you got to know who you are in God. No matter what family you came from, no matter some of the people you associated with, you associate with or did associate with, that does not identify who you are. But people will easily classify us and groupify and, and, and group us with people because of who we associate with, who you Facebook friends with. Come on, social media. Because you liked a certain post and picture, people think, that, oh, well, they must be like that. But no matter what people say about you, no matter what they accuse you of, no matter how they try to scandalize your name, you got to know who you are in God. Let's continue to go through this lesson. But look at what Jesus did. Can I just stop at verse 34? Jesus had been beaten. He was put up on a cross. He was caught between two thieves. He was viewed as a criminal in this moment. They were saying, crucify him, crucify him. They were mocking Jesus. They were ridiculing him, accusing him of crimes that he never committed. Never. Jesus was blameless. Some of us in that situation, 
As I said, I spoke for me. I would have said, Lord, come get them. I came to die for the sins of the world. God, get the angels, come get me. Take them all out for what they've done to me. But look at Jesus in Luke 23 and 34. He said, and Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus still had a heart and compassion of love and said, forgive them. Just a quick sidebar of a lesson. Are we to the point yet in our walk with God? Well, sometimes no matter what people do to us, we're saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know who, what they do. They don't know who they coming against. I'm a child of God. I serve you with my life. I honor you. I exalt you. I live my life to please you, God. So they don't even realize who they put in their mouth on. They don't realize who they're working against. All these malicious attacks they bring. They don't let Father forgive them. Or do some of us want to go back to our BC, our before Christ stage and give them a piece of our mind? Do we want to give them the right hand of fellowship? And I'm not talking about the handshake. Have we gotten to the point that no matter what is said, what is done to me, I'm always praying for my enemy saying, Lord, forgive them because they know not what they do. Just a quick sidebar. But let's jump down to verse 39. As we read through the scriptures, the soldiers started to ridicule him. They made a sport of him, telling him they would offer him, tell him to come off the cross. If you are the kings of the Jews, save yourself. Let's look at these two thieves, these two criminals that Jesus was between. Originally, when I was looking at the title of this message, I was talking about being caught in between two opinions. But let's look at this when we're talking about the identity of who we are in God. One of the criminals, this is verse 39, who was suspended, kept up a railing at him, saying, he, he was joining in with the crowd. He kept coming at Jesus, kept accusing, said, are you not the Christ, the Messiah? He was questioning, aren't you the son of God, the the Christ, the Messiah, how is it that Jesus was caught in between two thieves, two, two criminals, the son of God, the holy one, the one that was foretold in the scriptures, the, the fulfillment of the prophecies of the coming Messiah, the one that healed the sick, that raised the dead, that cast out demons, that forgave sins. How are you in the same place as us? How did you allow yourself to be in this position, Jesus Christ? Come on. Ain't that what we deal with sometimes? You the one that go to church. Ah, oh, God, I give you praise. You call yourself a Christian. You say you say sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you out here bad, just like me. You're no different. Ain't that how the world tells us? You struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with. There are some accusations, some things that have been brought up against you, but you say you're a child of God. You go to church Sunday after Sunday, you're in Bible study. You, you have preached the word of God. You have um, ministered to the others. You have evangelized. But I'm looking at you, child of God, in the same situation that I'm in. This is that, that thief. He was saying, are you not the Christ? Rescue yourself and us from death. You got all this power, Jesus. Well, if you are who you say you are, why don't you rescue us? Why don't you get us out of this? Ain't that how some people look at us today? If you are who you say you are in God, then won't you call on God to get you out of this? Don't God hear you when you pray? Has anybody ever asked you that? You ever been going through some stuff and people are asking, are you, or, or sometimes people say, well, you must not be praying. You must not be talking to God based off what I see you going through. <sighs> Jesus. But the other one, let's look at what the other thief said. He said, but the other one reproved him, meaning he rebuked him, 
saying, do you not even fear God seeing you yourself are under the same sentence of condemnation and suffering the same penalty? Wait a minute. The other thief was saying, wait, hold on, brother. Let's stop. Pump your brakes. If I could paraphrase here and, and, and talk in, in like 2023 terms. How you going to come at Jesus when we all appear for the same thing? Obviously, in this time, in this position, nobody's better than the other. We all crucified to this cross. We all got nails in our hands and in our feet. All three of us. We all up here for whatever penalty. Then he said, and we indeed suffer it justly. Wait a minute. So the criminal first, the other criminal said, do you not even fear God? Seeing that you yourself are under the same sense of condemnation and suffering the same penalty. But here's the switch. He said, and we indeed suffer it justly, receiving the due reward of our actions. So the other thief rebuked the other one saying, we deserve to be up here based off what we did. This is the punishment for the acts we committed. He said, but this man, that's why you got to know who you are in Jesus. You got to know who you are in God, because there will come times in your life where people will question your walk in God, where people will bring things against you, will question you about the power, the movement of God, the anointing of God on your life. But God will have people speak up on your behalf and let people know who you are in God. They will help people identify the power of God that's in your life. Because if you, as we go through this, let's keep reading. But this man has done nothing out of the way, nothing strange or eccentric or perverse or unreasonable. So the other thief was saying Jesus ain't did nothing wrong. Even though he's up here stuck between two criminals, two thieves, what this man is enduring, what they are saying about him, what's being done to him is unjustly. He said that this man has done nothing out of the way, nothing strange or eccentric or perverse or unreasonable. He was telling the other thief, let me let you know who Jesus is. Let me identify the man that is between us. Even though he's here, he's being treated as a criminal. He's being treated as a low life. He is being charged with something, but he has done nothing wrong. He's being falsely accused, falsely tried. But there's a bigger picture. Look at this other thing. He said, then he said to Jesus. He turned his attention to the Lord. He said, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingly glory. Stuck between two thieves, two different opinions. One thief was saying, if you are who you are, get us out of here. People treat us like that today. Hey, hey, you, you don't want to go. to Can you just pray me? I need you to get me out this situation. I, I know God. People just looking to use you because of your status. But he was this other thief was mocking Jesus. You're going to be mocked. People are going to look at you. If you serve God like you serve, why don't you just pray your problems away? Why don't you just ask God to bring you out of it? And matter of fact, why he bringing you out of it, tell him to take me out too because I got stuff going on. People will mock your faith in God. People will make fun of who you are in God. But thank God for who we know. I know who I am in Jesus. Did you know that Jesus didn't even talk to you? He didn't even reply to him. Sometimes you can't reply and waste your time with the ones that are mocking who you are in God. You don't have to validate yourself. You don't have to sometimes give an answer back to people. Sometimes you just got to let people talk. 
Let them come to their own conclusions. Let them come to their own solutions about you. Sometimes you ain't got to say a word. But that other thief spoke up on behalf of Christ. Letting the other thief know, hold on, brother. We all up here for the same thing. But this man, he don't even deserve this. Everything they're saying about him is false. He's done nothing. Sometimes you ain't even got to fight your battles. Lord, fight my battles because nobody will fight them like you. Maintain your integrity and in who you are in God. Maintain it. Don't get discouraged about things that you are going through, situations that you may be in, but maintain who you are in God. Don't lose your confidence in him. Don't lose your faith in him. Continue to be who God called you to be, no matter what the situation is, no matter who people try to group you up with, no matter who people try to say that you're going around doing things with, maintain who you are in God. He said, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingly glory. Look how Jesus answered. And he answered him, truly, I tell you today, you shall be with me in paradise. My God. He recognized who Jesus is. You will encounter people that will not only defend who you are in God, but these are the ones that will come to you sincerely. Can you pray for me? I have had experiences in my life where there are people, they, they may not be saved, they're not going to church, they don't even really believe in God, but they have looked at me and my faith and my assurance and who God is. The way that I walk, you never know who's watching you. That's why in this day and time, we ain't got no time to be messing around and, and falling short. We got to live this thing for real. We got to love God for real. I don't know about you. I ain't got no time to be playing with God. There's too many lives at stake. It, it, it's too much on the line. That if we're going to be saved, if we're going to be the righteousness of God, if we're going to walk in the spirit and fulfill out the lust of our flesh, we got to do this thing for real. I don't know about you. I don't want to play with God. I'm serious about this thing. I want to see souls saved. I want to see people be delivered. Jesus is coming back. So somebody is watching my life. Am I perfect? No, I am not. I could make a mistake. I could say the wrong thing. I'm subject to do the wrong thing. But every day I am intent on pleasing God. Every day, I don't walk around thinking that I'm perfect. Absolutely not. But every day I'm praying, God, give me the grace. Give me the strength. Lead and guide me through my day, oh God. Order my steps, oh Lord. Because in every conversation I have, everything I do, Lord, I want it to be pleasing unto you. I don't never want to walk and do anything that displeases God. But I'm in this human flesh. And the flesh and the spirit, they war against one another. So I am subject to mistakes. I'm even subject to sin. I am not a sinner. I am not of the sin nature. But can I sin? Can I make mistakes? Yes. That's why every day I pray, Lord, forgive me for anything I did, whether aware or unaware, sins of commission or mission. Father, forgive me. I need your mercy. I need your grace on a daily basis. I die to sin every day. But somebody is watching your life and they may not believe, they may not know God, but they identify with who you are in God. And these are the ones that when they go through stuff, somebody's sick in my family. I need you to pray for me. 
I have prayed for people that have called me and said, can you pray for my family member? Can you pray for this person? Because I know you a man of God. Woo! That's what that thief did. Jesus was caught in between two thieves. One thief decided to mock Jesus, to challenge him, but the other thief recognized him as, a, as the son of God. Not only recognized him, rebuked the other thief for what he said about him, and then identified that Jesus is blameless. He didn't do anything that they said he did, but then asked him, Father, remember, he said, when you, when you come in your kingly glory, whoo, he was a thief. But in that moment, he was close to Jesus. He didn't mock him. He took the opportunity. Whoo, God, I give you praise. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In that moment, in that presence, that opportunity while I'm next to Jesus, Lord, remember me. He said, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingly glory. He identified who Jesus is. How many of us are close to Jesus in the presence of God, but we miss him? People in this world are missing who God is. They're hearing the word. They're around people like you who love God, who live a godly life, but they're missing that moment. They're spending too much time worried about what they're doing. They're, we all got stuff going on. But when I get an opportunity to be close to Jesus, I don't want to miss that opportunity. Lord, remember me. Woo! God, when you come in your kingly glory, Jesus, remember me. Come on. People have called me. Jermaine, can you pray for me? Can you pray for my family? Can you pray? Because I know you a man of God. And I have gotten reports that people I have prayed for, that bodies have been healed. People have been delivered. It's not because I'm so great. It's because of the God that I serve. And I believe that the fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. That when I pray and call out to God from the sincerity of my heart, that someone needs to be healed and delivered. I have faith to believe that he sent his word and healed them, that they're going to be healed and delivered, not because Jermaine is so powerful, but because the God that I serve is so powerful. And I stand on his word. And as I pray and people are healed, it's establishing faith. That the same God that I'm praying to, the same God, the same way that I pray, it can work in your life. And my prayer is that, Lord, I just don't want it to stop at healing, but Father, save the one that called me. That as they watch my life, oh God, that they will see that Christ is real. And that they might be saved. You have to know who you are. No matter what you're going through in your life right now, you could be caught in the middle of some situations. Life is just life. But don't you lose your integrity in God. They talking about me, Jermaine. They say that I did this and I didn't do it. Maintain your integrity in God. They lying on me. They bringing accusations against me. Maintain your integrity in God. People always are formulating an opinion about me because of the family that I'm in. But I'm not like my family. I love my family, but I'm, I, don't, I don't have that character. Maintain your integrity in God. Maintain who you are, who he called you to be. But I got all of this coming against me, all these storms, all these chaos, and that's fine. They lying on me. They keep lying on me. That's okay. They've been lying on Jesus to this day. I'm talking about present day. 
Some people still don't believe that he is the son of God. Some people still don't believe that he was a prophet, he was a healer, that he had the power to forgive. Some people don't even believe Jesus is resurrected. Some people to this day believe that his body is somewhere physically, his bones are somewhere. The tomb is empty because somebody removed the body and hid it. We just ain't found it. People are still trying to disprove who Jesus was. So don't you think that for as long as you live in this world and in this life, that people are not going to try to discount the God that you serve, discount who you are in God, but you maintain your integrity. You have to be confident in who you are in Jesus Christ. And in who God called you to be. So no matter what you called in between, no matter what they say, they said a whole lot of stuff about Jesus. But in that moment, that thief realized, oh, this is the son of God. This is the Lord. This, this, I, I, just one more taste of it. This man has done nothing out of the way, nothing strange or eccentric or perverse or unreasonable. Everything that Jesus has done is what he came to do. And this thief realized he ain't even really supposed to be up here. But Lord, since I got this opportunity, remember me, Jesus. When, your, when you come in your glory, in your kingly glory, remember me. He was conscious enough to identify with who Christ is. Don't worry about all the people that's coming against you, scandalizing your name, lying, accusing you and stuff. But pay attention to the ones that identify the God that's in you. Pay attention to the ones that respect and honor you because of the life you live, because of who Jesus is in your life. Jesus didn't even respond to the other thief, but he responded to the one that asked, Lord, remember me when you come to your king. Jesus said, and he answered him, truly, I tell you today, you shall be with me in paradise. Father, I just praise you and I magnify you for your word on today. Thank you for this time that you've allowed me to share with your people, oh God. And Lord, as we continue to walk this earth, Lord, I thank you, God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are your works. I thank you that before you formed us in the womb that you knew us, oh God. Father, I thank you for predestination, oh God. I thank you that in your foreknowledge you knew us, oh God. Hallelujah. Father, never let us lose our integrity in you. Lord, I believe that as we close this series about identity, knowing who we are in you, God, acknowledging who we are. I declare in the atmosphere that we don't have an identity crisis, but God, we know who we are in you. Let us walk with confidence and faith and assurity, God. Let us make our calling and our election sure, Father. Let us be worthy of the vocation of what you have called us, oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your hand of favor, your mercy, the anointing on our lives, oh God. Let us not be concerned about those that work evil against us, that speak accusations and evil sayings that lie and scandalize our name. You told us to pray for our enemies, oh God. Let us continue to pray for them, oh God, that they may come into the knowledge of who you are, Jesus Christ. Let us not get mad. Jesus didn't get upset with his enemies. He, he didn't wish anything evil upon them, oh God. Hallelujah. Let us learn to be more like Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But Father, in this time and this season, I believe that you are soon to come. The Bible is being unfolded before our eyes, oh God. If there was ever a time that we need to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, that day and time is now, oh Lord. Let us be mindful of those that identify the God, the Christ in us, oh Lord. 
Let us never be too in a hurry to pray for others, to intercede for others, oh God, to take the time to share the gospel with someone else, to tell somebody who Jesus is, that they may have one moment, one instance, oh God, where they identify who you are through us. We are that written epistle before men. So let us not be too busy to share a word with someone. Let us not get too caught up in what we have to do, oh God, because souls are on the line. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, oh God. And let us be your ambassadors. Let us be your disciples, oh God. Hallelujah. To share your word with somebody else that they may receive salvation, deliverance, healing, and be set free. I give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you on this morning. Amen. As we share this word with you today, I just want to take the time that if you do not know Jesus Christ, and the pardon of your sins. As we talk about knowing who you are in God, knowing who you are in Jesus, you can make a quality decision and make him the Lord of your life. I thank God for those that support me. But if you listen to me and you say, man, that brother just got a good word. He, he, he gave us some things out the Bible. It's a good word. Just don't let it stop at a good word. But make a decision to come to Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart in Romans 10 to 9, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. All you have to do is confess and believe. It's an act of faith. To receive salvation through Jesus Christ, it's about a belief. It's not nothing that you have to do. You have to just believe and then continue to trust God to lead you and guide you that you can walk. All the, the price has been paid through Jesus Christ. There's therefore now no condemnation to them who love God. Hallelujah. Who walk in the spirit, not after the flesh. There's no condemnation. You've been justified. You've been sanctified through Jesus Christ. And Jesus is yet your advocate, your mediator. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God, still serving, still advocating for us. Hallelujah. So you can come out of sin. You can come out of bondage. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ. And I always put this point. If you make that confession with your mouth, and say, Lord, I, I believe you're my savior. Believe you raised from dead father, save me. Jesus, save me. Find you a Bible-based church. Every week I get on here and I, and I say Christian family. I don't know if Christian family is the church for you, but find somewhere. Because you have to continue to be taught the word, how to talk. Like you just don't confess Jesus Christ and then you just go on through life. No. We have to continue to be taught, to be instructed. Until we all come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. It's a continual process. Church is not just something while they're just meeting at that building and they taking all the people money. That's not it. Yes, there's community work. There's outreach. There are so many aspects of the body of Christ. So many things we have to do. But one of the main reasons we come is to worship together, to commune together and to continue to get the word. Some of you may get on here and think, well, man, that Elder Jackson or Jermaine Jackson, Brother Jermaine, however you want to identify with me, that, that young man shares a good word. But think about how much I exhort. Think about how, how many times I hear my pastors give me the word and I feed off of that and God blesses me. And a lot of times the word will line up with messages that have already been preaching and God has shown me something. But I'm able to understand the Bible says to study thyself, study to show thyself approved. A workman need to not be ashamed who rightly divides the word of truth. I just don't pick up the Bible on Tuesday mornings. Oh, 
through my phone or through my, I study this stuff. When the when God begins to speak to me about the word or gives me these series, he'll have me talk about identity and knowing who we are in God. I have to study. But somebody had to teach me how to study, how to break down scripture, how to reference things. And I didn't go to seminary school. You can go to seminary school and learn that stuff. But I had to sit under men and women of God who taught me the word of God, not only taught me the word of God, but Christian living principles, how to go through the storms, how to how to not let go of my faith in God, how to maintain my integrity in him. So when some people say, oh, we don't need the church. No, the devil is a liar. We do need the body of Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as some do. There's a reason why we assemble and we gather together. So once you accept Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior, it just can't stop there. You have to find a place to fellowship so that you can continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. None of us have arrived. None of us know it all, but we have to continue to come together and God will grace us with his presence. Hallelujah. With his anointing, with his spirit and continue to help us to grow and develop. Salvation is a process. When you get saved and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything just don't go away. Your mentality has to change. Because if you've had a sinful mindset, you now have to take on a spiritual mindset, the mind of God, the mind of Christ. It takes time. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've suffered in your life. And it all don't happen instantaneously. And then the enemy wants to bring back that old man. When you stop serving the devil, he don't like that. Oh, you're going to decide to accept Christ? He's going to bring everything against you to make you denounce and renounce who God is. So you have to continue to stay in his word. You have to continue to stay in the word of God and in fellowship with the saints so that you can be strengthened because you're going to have some weak moments. You're going to have some downfall, but the people of God are going to pick you up, are going to strengthen you and encourage you and let you know you're not in this fight alone. That God wants you to make it and we want you to make it. So just don't stop at salvation, but continue moving forward in who you are in God and who God wants you to be and who he called you to be. So once again, God bless you. Connect with me if you need prayer. I'm here to stand in agreement. Whatever your prayer request may be, I want to stand with you in prayer and pray and believe that God is going to do it. But now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. <laughs> And to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, I say, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and never. Amen. God bless you. I love you with the love of Christ. And I'll see you next week on the New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. Don't forget to go follow YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever you can find it. Stream it. Like, subscribe, share it. Always appreciate y'all's support. Man, love y'all from the bottom of my heart. And have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week on Testimonial Tuesday.